Hello, Fred Kuhn interviews our next guest expert. And now, here's Fred. Welcome, everybody. Glad you could join us today on the show. We have a very interesting topic on aging in the workforce. It's approaching us. It's all around us. It's everywhere. And we're going to try to focus on some issues surrounding that. I've invited our guest today, Stan Kimmer, to join us. Stan's the founder and owner of Total Engagement Consulting. He's also the vice president of training for the National Diversity Council. Now, I'll share his age because that's part of the He's he's retirement age, and he has a lot of insight into the workforce and aging in the workforce. And before that, he had a successful 31-year career with IBM, where he retired and and formed his own diversity company. During that time at IBM, he was the executive sponsor overseeing career development for IBM for 3,000 sales operations employees. Stan, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much, Fred, and I'm really glad to be on with you. Now, you and I have a bent for the age issue, since we are both over 50, <laughs> and I won't give my full age. Yeah, way over and, 50. <laughs> yeah, way over. We're both way over. But the idea here is that we know that the whole workforce is migrating and retiring, and that just has so many aspects of it. So let's, let's start with one of the topics I think we should address. What do you feel the aging workforce is facing today? I think the major issue is a misunderstanding of what the aging workforce is capable of. You know, there's a lot of unconscious bias out there that kind of put older people, experienced people in different boxes, believing they can't learn new things, that they're going to be slow, that they're not going to be fast, that they can't adjust to change. And I think this stereotyping of older people is probably the most harmful thing that's happening to the aging workforce. How does that manifest itself, Stan? What happens is a lot of times managers would uh, minimize the older person, maybe not give them the plum or exciting assignments, giving them less responsibilities, not using them to their full potential. And also, they can be targeted if there's going to be cost-cutting or, or layoffs. Often, managers might look at their older employees maybe as more costly and think that they should be the first ones to be let go. Okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate here because uh, you, you and I both work with corporate leaders. One of the things I hear, sometimes I hear, that they sort of just retire on the job. They're tired. They can't quit because of financial or family issues, and they're there, and they're not happy, and they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing at the level they were doing it before. So it's a real problem. How is that? How are corporations addressing that issue? First of all, again, you know, you kind of stepped right into what I was saying at the very beginning that people might stereotype. But yes, there are going to be some, you know, older employees who retire on the job that might be getting worn down. They don't have the passion anymore for what they're doing. They're maybe not performing as well as they could be, but that could also happen with middle-aged people or younger people, and that there are you know, many older people out there that are still vital, they're still growing, they're still excited about their work, and managers should really be fair in looking at the contributions of each of their people, whether they be young, middle-aged, or older, and if there's performance problems, you know, provide coaching to those employees and try to spur them to do better work. I guess I'm going to take the other side of the coin, too, is younger people have more opportunities because they're younger. They just are. And the older generation of workforce, those that are over 55 or 60, 
that are hanging in there because they want to go to 65 to retirement, they really would have a very difficult job going out and finding other employment at that age. You and I both know that. So how does this work to the benefit of the employee or to the detriment of the company or vice versa? Well, first of all, you know, a person who might be older out there in the marketplace looking for a job again at maybe age 55 or 60 has to really be clear about what are my unique skills that I have? What do I have to offer? And people need to make sure that even if they're older, that they can make a compelling story of, you should hire me because I can bring you this. I have this expertise. Right. I have this knowledge. And also the employers should be knowledgeable that the older worker can bring this institutional knowledge, this background of the marketplace, that they've developed skills over the years that can be useful in their workplace. I'll put a footnote on what you just said and talk about the value proposition. It is even more critical the older you get to be able to show and demonstrate and articulate your value because your age is working as a barrier against you. I mean, we all get wrinkles in our face and prejudice exists in many forms. And one of them is age prejudice. So unless they perceive the value that you bring to the company in excess of your cost, you don't stand a chance. But if you can do that, then you're much better off. You're absolutely right on with that statement. Okay, let's get back to the original thought here. If organizations are not promoting older workers or giving them lesser assignments, and we did agree that probably is happening in a number of companies, how does the older worker address those kind of issues? And are there other issues that are perceived to be I don't want to say the word prejudice, but they are. How do the older workers keep themselves engaged and seen as willing to be engaged? I think that they, an older person can just sit down with their manager and say, let's have an honest conversation. Uh, you know, this is what I still want to achieve, you know, uh, at my job. I think I can bring value here. And when I do any kind of career coaching with anybody, older, middle-aged, or younger, I always say, you know, people like employees who go beyond their bounds and step out and volunteer to say, I'm going to help with that or I'm going to help with this. And I'd encourage an older employee to do the same thing. If you see a gap, you know, step in there and volunteer. If someone critical on the team, you know, goes out ill, you know, go to your manager and say, I'm going to go in there and step in and, and help do some of that person's work while they're gone. And, you know, show kind of excitement about what you're doing. The other thing I would, I'm hearing you say is that it really gets back to communication, doesn't it? At, at every level, if, if a, a Z generation comes on and they're not going to communicate with those old folks on the other side of the, the wall, then it's up to the older population to make that communication initiative, to initiate that communication. And at every level, whether it's with your boss or whether it's, whether it's everyone, so they can see that you're still viable, involved, interested, and engaged. Yeah, and that's, that's a very good point that, you know, the older generation should not write off the younger generation. You know, I've talked to a lot of older people who say the young generation are entitled, they want to take my job. And they, you know, kind of slam the younger generation. And, you know, you're going to get yourself in trouble if you do that. The best thing to do is to reach out to the younger generation and, you know, show that you're willing to help them, that you're willing to be a mentor, that you're there to uh, answer their questions. 
and also the younger generation can learn from the uh, the older generation can learn from the younger generation. Uh, you know, maybe so ask true. a younger person to help me with some technology or something. Yes, one of the things I have found, and I, I also communicate Stan Kimmer to everybody, is that if you are older, being able to educate yourself, keeping current. So if you're approaching being older and you're not current, that doesn't mean you have to know how to go out and learn PHP programming or Drupal or anything else. It just means you have to be aware and keep making yourself valuable to the company by exceeding their expectations. I, I, I don't know any other way to put it. I mean, that's the true of any employee who wants to really stay with a company and wants to be seen as a contributor is stay ahead, learn ahead. That's one of the attributes of growing employees and growing leaders is being lifelong learners. That's probably one of the yes. critical skills that anybody needs to have to continue to grow. So let me ask you, what should companies and organizations be doing to better leverage and value their older employees? Yes, there's several things uh, they can do. First of all, they can, probably, they can set up some kind of you know, mentoring program. And, you know, build diverse teams where the younger employee are, te- are, are teams with older employees where they can share, you know, new ideas and institutional knowledge back and forth. Uh, you know, give older employees like advisory type of roles where you can, you know, really leverage their knowledge. Ask the older employee, you know, what they might want to do and, uh, you know, give them some new opportunity. And also consider things like, for older employees who might be getting ready to retire, doing things like giving them part-time work so that you can still leverage their experience and maybe pay them half as much and give them a real nice transition to full retirement. Well, there's, there's so many questions and answers we could spend all day on. So I just wanted to say thank you, Stan Kemmer, uh, for joining me today and my audience here on the U.S. at Work We have been talking, folks, with Stan Kemmer, who is the founder and owner of Total Engagement Consulting and the vice president of training for the National Diversity Council. Stan Kemmer, thank you very much for joining me today in my audience. You're certainly welcome, and I thank you for this opportunity, Fred. Thank you for visiting with us. We welcome your comments and suggestions and look forward to having you join us soon at Workplace Strategies.